Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager of Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How you doing, Rob? Pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing well. Are you sure? I'm doing fantastic, yes. Uh, you didn't sound that good in the pre-production meeting here. Well, um, it sounds like you're having a tough day, Tiger. No, I'm doing okay, man. Well, speaking of tough days, let's talk about tough days. Um, in this podcast today, I, you know, in our continuing um, health series, you know, in one of our other podcasts, we talked about how to take care of the body and look at us. We're, we're both a wreck. Uh, God, it, everything hurts all the time, man. I, even just, even like, like you're sleeping on the pillow, if your pillow's too high, I don't know why my, my, my shoulder's been bothering me. I mean, how, that's when you know you're old. But in our continuing health series, we talked about uh, how to take are care of the body. Are you old or are you soft? Oh, that's a huh? good point. I mean, I, no, let's, yeah, let's listen. face fact. We're not that old. Yeah, I think you're but starting to soften up a little bit. Well, no. You know what? I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, some, you know, sometimes you see a guy that, again, look, he's 70 years old and he could do 100 push-ups. Well, you know what? He's probably he's probably had an easy job his whole life. He's probably never beat his body up. He's probably never been, you know, every day grinding his body down and wearing his body out. And now he can do 70, 100 push-ups. That don't impress me. So if you ever see a guy like that, like some guy who's a big stud, find out what he did his whole life. He probably didn't work in the trades. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'm going to do that. All right. I will definitely so today, ask. So what did you do the, your whole life that now you can do 70 push-ups? Yeah. Psst. You didn't lay no floor. Tell no. you that. Yeah, hundred push-ups. You didn't, you didn't hump a machine up and down two, three flights of stairs, yeah. did you? Yeah, yeah. hundred push-ups. Psst. You ever see that guy, the psh guy? No. You gotta <laughs> YouTube this guy. I have no idea who you're talking about. Okay, if you YouTube psh guy with P S H guy, you this guy will come up. Is there? And all he does is go around to people and he'll and he'll like and then New York or Philly and he'll look at somebody and he'll go like that and walk off is there anything more dismissive than than someone going to and just turn around and walking off and he does it to everybody and you watch the reactions of how mad it makes people when he does that i was going to say i'm surprised somebody hasn't cold cocked him it was uh it's been close many times and he, I can, he puts his I arms can see out that. he's a little dude but he has his arms out really like he's a like his neck like his back is so big he can't lay him down like he's so strong but he's a real yeah. scrawny guy and you'll go up to big guys and you'll go, Psh, and turn around and walk off. <laughs> All right. So There's only a few things I think that could piss me off more than that. One of them, now you know I love my son, okay? Love that kid. Really do. Awesome kid. But if I'm angry or I was angry on the job, whatever, okay? One of the best things he could say to me just Hold to on. Let make me – Burn it to the ground. Let me guess. Can I just guess? Guess what it is. Whatever. Oh, God. I wish it was whatever. <laughs> no. No. He'd look at me with this funky little face and go, calm down. Calm, oh, wow. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Just like yeah. that. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. I don't know, man. I think that is like even... lighting. That's, that's lighting my fuse. You want to get me going Tell me to calm down. Yeah. For me, it's whatever. Whatever. Okay. No, it's that's not a, whatever. Yeah. Whatever is a slap. That's, yeah. 
that's a that's a slap. Um, all right, so uh, so we're, we're having talk- a bad day. Yeah, so let's having a bad day. You're let's, having let's, a bad day. Let's face it. Uh, in the in this trade and uh, the stress and everything that's going on, you know, they're not all. Not every day is going to be a, 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 a you know roses and sunshine. Sometimes it's going to be tough days, right? So we thought about maybe we could talk about a few things that could help guys out. You know, when you're experiencing a bad day, and sometimes you know, I call them like zombie days where you just kind of shut down. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, everybody goes through them once in a while and sometimes you hope they don't last uh, too long, but uh, uh, maybe some things that can get you out of it and and help you through your day and and, uh, turn it around when you're not feeling real good about things. So we put a list of things out there we can kind of talk about. And um, the first one I think I I put down, Rob, is, you know, sometimes I would call it like you have to zoom out. Like you get in your head so much and the problem is you're on top of the problem so much and you just get fixated on it. And sometimes if you can just kind of zoom out a little bit and kind of think about other things you got going on in your life, you know, that the positive things, you know, hobbies and things that get you excited about the day and just kind of, just kind of take your mind off that a little bit and kind of look at the big picture instead of focusing on, on the little picture. One thing I like to do is make prank, prank phone calls. That, that that's an instant mood 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 switcher right mood changer i don't know what you do rob but that works for me although with the with the phone now everybody has your phone number it's, it's harder to do it's tough to do now but one of the best prank calls that we ever did we we're working in a bowling alley in pro river new york and they had you know they had one of those uh dial phones right Rotary phones. No, it wasn't a rotary phone. It was a touch tone. Okay. And it had the different, you know, it had like five lines, right? Well, we would dial Nanuet Central Schools quickly, put them on hold, and then dial Pearl River Central Schools. And then talk hit, to each other. And hit the two buttons. And they would answer the phone, Pearl River, Pearl River Central Schools. And then the other lady would be going, well, this is Nanuet Central Schools. Like, <laughs> did you call me? And we put it on speaker. There we were working nights back then, right? During the winter and bowling alleys, you're always working nights. So at seven o'clock in the morning, you're pretty goofy. You know what I mean? You're yeah. looking forward to just doing anything. And we would do this every single day. That that was like how we finished off the day by that was an awesome prank phone call. And to listen to the ladies gabbing was the best part you know somewhere along the line these lines must be crossed and they're like oh yeah these lines are crossed and then 10 minutes later they'd be yapping again oh it was it was classic it's a little things isn't it huge the little things are huge but you get a pretty good prank call phone call uh the highlander uh the highlander one yeah I don't know if you ever told that story, but you. I don't. I think I may have told that story um, on the podcast before. That's all right. Tell it again because. All right. There are some <laughs> stories. You know, the other day when I sang Charlie Daniels, mm-hmm. and you know, he said, "Hey, you've already done Devin went down to Georgia." I'm like, well, you know, when it's really good, people want to hear it again. Uh, true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Highlander story. I think you should. I think you should all tell right, it I'll- again. I'll tell this real quick then. Um, the, the movie Highlander came out 
don't know, it must have been in the 80s. And I truthfully have never seen the movie until about, I don't know, maybe about six years ago. Probably not that long ago. Maybe about five years ago. Uh, but apparently this Highlander had this, all these superpowers and stuff. And the movie was a big popular hit. My last name is Highlander. And I was at home and uh, the phone rang. And this guy, it was a crank call. And I go, is this Highlander? I go, yeah. And I thought maybe it's a floor guy, you know, floor, floor call or whatever. And uh, I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, Highlander, huh? Yeah, you think you're tough, huh, you little punk? <laughs> I go, all right, man. That's, yeah, yeah, all right. And he goes, yeah, what are you going to do about it, Highlander, huh? Punk? <laughs> And, and I could hear his buddy in the background laughing, right? So I, I, you know, I hung up, he calls me again. He goes, what's the matter, Highlander? Huh? You think you're so tough, you little punk? So I hung up again and my wife came home. I told Judy, I said, listen, I said, don't, don't, don't call anybody. I said, wait about 10 minutes. I want you to hit star 69 and call this person back and tell her you're with UPS or tell him you're with UPS. And you have a package delivered, but the address is not right on the, on the envelope. Uh, and, she, and she's very professional sounding, you know. So she calls the guy up and, and she says this. The guy gives the address. Well, he's at the athlete's dorm at Berkeley, Cal Berkeley, right? So the next night I go down there. And all right, you know, at the time, you know, I was, I was younger and I was, you know, uh, bigger. You were Jack. Come on, man. <laughs> you were Jack. <laughs> You were so, jacked, uh, right? You were, what were you benching then? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. When, when you hit this you know guy's you door, never man. Believe everybody that talks about how much they bench lies. So I'm going to spare anybody that's lifting weights right now how much I bench. What do you bench? All right. So anyhow, I go down there. It's about 10 o'clock. Oh, it's about maybe 9 o'clock at night. Maybe it wasn't that late. So uh, in order to get into the athlete's dorm, you had to, you had to have a, you had to, you know, have a, like an ID that you put through there and it buzzed you in. So I didn't obviously, obviously didn't have that. So I waited, so, so some other guys went in and I followed behind them. And uh, so I go up to the, the, to the guy's room and I knock on the door and I bang on the door, no answer, right? So I bang on the door again, no answer, dude's not home. So I took a Sharpie and I got a piece of paper and I wrote, whoever called my house again, I'm gonna break you in half. And I put it underneath his thing, right? And, I, I, and uh, so I go home. So by 11 o'clock at night, the phone rings again. Dude goes, uh, um, is, uh, is, is, is this Highlander? I said, yeah, that's right. He goes, uh, um, were, uh, were, were, you over, were you over at my place uh, tonight? I go, that's right. I said, let me tell you something. You better thank God in heaven that you weren't home tonight. I said, you ever call my house again, you and that dude in the background, I'm going to break both you guys in half. Do you understand me? And he goes, Oh, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. It'll never happen again. I really apologize. And then he goes, how did you know where I lived? I said, I'm Highlander, dude. How do you think I know where you live? And I hung up the phone. <laughs> no matter where that guy is in this world and what he's doing in this world right now, I, I think he'll probably never forget that call either. That is one of the best prank call stories ever. It really is. All right, so you're talking about zooming out. We're having a bad day. Sometimes I think you just got to slow down, focus a little bit. Because I think uh, talking with guys at schools, uh, at the bonus schools and everything, it's amazing. You, you can really see it too with some of the students, especially owners of companies who attend the school. They're trying to do the school and they're also trying to run their business and their phone never stops. It's, I know it's going to be tough for some of these guys to focus sometimes just because that phone is just... 
nonstop with some of these guys. I think the best thing to do is try to compartmentalize things, you know, because I remember a doctor was once talking to me about uh, one of the kids. Doctor or psychiatrist? Uh, doctor. I don't know if it was okay. a real psychiatrist. It was something that, uh, <clears throat> something the school had, you know, it was a school psychiatrist, whatever. And they did. And, yeah. and they said, something you know, they made, the, they did, the yeah, child has problems with telling them 10 different things to do. Right, there, I just kind of blew it, right? Uh, telling them 10 different things to do at the same time. It's much better if you tell them one individual thing and then he, let me try that again. One individual thing and then move on to the next individual task rather than look at 10 different tasks, okay? It's like if you were trying to teach somebody how to play baseball. It's like, okay, you get up to bat, you hit the ball, then you run to first and you wait there and you you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things yeah. to wrap that around your head. So, and it was funny because when the doctor was saying all this, I'm like, geez, is he describing me or one of the kids? Mm -hmm. Because I'm the same way. Give me one thing to do at a time. I'm your man. But if you throw 10 different yeah. things at me, I that's why, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm crazy about writing lists and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes yeah, I can just yeah. focus a little bit better and I get a really good feeling well, too when I'm knocking something off of that list. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I, to me, that same thing and in, in, in the same vein as that is, as prioritize, you know, you, when you get bombarded sometimes and you're, 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 you know, taking, taking heat and ducking for cover sometimes to be able to just make a list and uh, put everything in, in priority and scratch them off as you get them done this makes you feel like you're making progress instead of just swimming. I've so added directions. to my list. I think that I think you just hit it right there because I think a bad day when guys are having a bad day doing what we're doing, they feel like they're not accomplishing anything. You know, they're going the wrong way. And I think if you have that list yeah. and you're crossing things off of your list, you can start to, you know, get, get rid of that feeling of, geez, I didn't get anything done today that I wanted to. I've, how many, yeah. do, do you do lists like that? I've, I've, yeah, constantly. Yeah, I will put yeah. stuff on the to-do list that I forgot to put on the list, but did, and then put it on and then cross it off and say, oh, look at me. I'm a freaking champion, man. Look go. at that. Look at that. <laughs> Just another thing done. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. How about go for a walk? Uh, it's amazing sometimes, especially if you're on a job and you got a problem on a job. Maybe it's a herringbone layout or something's going wrong and, and you're stuck and and you're and you're upset and there's you know all these things swirling in in, in your head. That you you got to get accomplished. You're you know the guys are waiting on you or the other trades or whatever. Sometimes just go for simply go for a walk. Just clear your head. Just get away from it for a few minutes. I was just thinking now we you know, we we worked in a lot of million dollar neighborhoods, with beautiful homes and swimming pools and Ferraris. Maybe don't walk in that neighborhood. You know, maybe that's not the neighborhood to walk in. Maybe walk in a ghetto. I'm just, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you, you, you want to feel good about yourself. I don't want to. All right. So yes. I got to clear my head. Now I'm going to take a walk around this million dollar neighborhood. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 20, the 27 year old oh, neighbor's got yeah. a Ferrari. Look at, he's he's look out at by this the boat. pool. Look at that in ground pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, find the right place to go for a walk. Maybe drive off yeah. into the country somewhere. 
Have you ever done that? Have you ever said, you know what? I need to go for a walk. Oh, you have absolutely. And not that that's something later in life. And, and, and only, honestly, and especially in, even in this job, um, is I do my, some of my best thinking when I, when I can just get away and go for a walk. And I always bring my phone with me to take notes because while I'm on the walk, uh, a lot of times things start to clear up for me and I, I can kind of just, uh, you know, it just clears me, my mind a little bit where I can start, uh, you know, making sense of everything. And then, uh, so absolutely. In fact, I put the phone by my bed too. And that's, that's maybe not such a good habit, but sometimes before I go to bed, I'll start thinking and then something will come up and then I'll, I'll, I'll put it in my, in my notes, but going for a walk has absolutely been, been really good for me. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I know this really isn't going with a bad day, but it's definitely something to go with the to-do list that we were talking about. Um, I think on every to-do list I've ever done, I always do a blue sky. I'll put down blue sky. And to what blue sky is for me, and it, Pauline just laughs like hell because she just thinks that I'm completely vegged out. But it's literally just staring, sitting in my office and staring out the window. And, <laughs> and really try to think about whatever, new ideas, new ways to make money, you know, just not thinking about everything that you have to do, but thinking about ways to make things a little bit better, how to, but I know it sounds nuts, but I don't think, I, I, especially with social media and everything that's going on and you know, I, I mean, it's just, you're so rigged into everybody, you know, before you could just turn your phone off and, you know, you could have some quiet time. And yeah, I know my best work I've done on projects and everything. And Pauline just laughs like hell because she'll, and she'll tell everybody now, like, no, don't talk to him. He's staring. And when he's staring, mm -hmm. he's, he's thinking, he's thinking and, just don't bother. She, it only took her 25 years to figure that out, but she has stopped bugging me, you know, with like, oh, is everything okay? Well, not now. Yeah. It was before, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think well, a lot of list. people spend enough time. And I, and I know there's going to be guys out there who go, that's insane. I don't have time to do it. I literally don't have time to take 20 minutes and stare out the window and, and think about something. But I think some of my best ideas came from that, that kind of blue, I call it blue sky. Damn it. Now you're going to take me down this rabbit hole. And, and cause this doesn't have anything to do with, uh, uh, how, how to make yourself, put yourself in a better mood either. But, um, when you talked about sitting there and thinking for a while, uh, if you're the guy that's running the job, you're the whip, you're the foreman, or you have several guys that are going to be on there with you. Um, to me, it's really important at the beginning of the job to, um, take time yourself to walk the job. And instead of, you know, getting down in the forest sometimes, be able to stand up and walk around and start thinking the job through uh, on how you're going to approach this job, what makes more sense for this guy to do, what makes sense for this guy to do, so it all comes together at the same time. And and just kind of walk around before you jump into it. And and, and that has always really helped me uh, be the most productive. So, You know, it's funny you said that, um, sitting down and thinking about that. I and this just popped into my head when you said that. Um, when you're coding, when you're coding, okay? Now, Bum called me up a couple of years ago, and he's like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? I got this 
nightmare of a job. And it was, it was like nine rooms and they were, you know, second, first and second floor stairs. And uh, everything came into the center hallways. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those T-bar nightmare coding jobs. And I figured, I looked at it really quick and I said, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's start here. Boom, boom, boom. And for some reason I stopped, I had coffee with me. I sat down, sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and a cup of coffee and really mapped it out. Like you just said, really take a look at what guys are doing, yeah. where they're going. And when I mapped it out and really started thinking about it, rather than just jumping in and took that little bit of extra time, I went a completely different direction completely different yeah. direction and it worked out perfect and i thought to myself man if i had just jumped into this the way that i wanted to in the beginning just thinking you know i'm rob freaking johnson and i know where to start you don't have to tell me to sit down and, right. and draw right. it out but that job right Absolutely. there i learned a lot from that day about just sitting down taking a couple of minutes mapping things out or like you were just saying really taking a look at what guys are doing on the job and everything. And you don't get caught with that at the end of the job, man, I wish I had, I wish I had done this or I wish I had done that. You probably don't yeah. have that because of being Highlander, you know, but some of us do. When you ever get stumped like that, when you and Bum ever get stumped like that, you know, you can always call me. That was the toughest day of my life when I said to him, all right, look it, you've asked me a question that I just, I'm going to, I'm going to give you up to a higher power. Um, that was a tough day for me when I had to have him call you. Yeah. That was a tough one. It's, it's like uh, going fishing with your kid and not catching anything. And the guy in the other boat's got a, got a limit. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows I'm a music fan. Uh, music can be a, a great mood lifter and, you know, and I, I have different music uh, um, playlists for different things. You know, if I'm going to, if, if it's funny, when I get at the beginning of the morning, we're going to start installing. I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm I want to be amped up and go. I'm going to crank on some, some hard rock, some Pantera, some ACDC back in the old days and stuff. And I'm going to, I'm going to crank it up as loud as I possibly can um, because that gets me going. Um, so music can put you in a lot of different moods. Um, you know, even, um, I've actually just got into Cuban music. Don't ask me why. I don't know why, but I really like it. <laughs> but, um, a disclaimer, if you don't listen to a lot of country music, uh, probably don't listen to a couple, two George Jones songs in a row. Um, because that will take you right down in a bad mood in a hurry. You know, it's funny so. <laughs> you said that because I have the same thing with play. I'm going to read you some of the, some of the playlist names that i have just for that reason okay okay uh, i have one yeah. called bluegrass i have one called christmas but i have another one called fun christmas songs wait a minute wait a minute you've got one called christmas, christmas and fun christmas what's the difference between the um, two? fun christmas is like uh grandma got run over by a reindeer dominic the donkey that kind of stuff I love Christmas music. I freaking, a matter of fact, out of all my playlists, Christmas music has the most songs of, of anything. Yeah. No. I'll tell you what the, I I'll hate listen, Christmas music. I'm going to tell you a Christmas album to go get and you will love it. It'll be the greatest Christmas album you've ever heard. 
It's Christmas, the Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass Christmas special album. There's a there's a song on there called The Bell That Couldn't Jingle that'll bring tears to your eye. Okay? Greatest Christmas music. This is a, this is like a this is supposed to be an uplifting episode. And I'm gonna listen to Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Greatest Christmas songs ever. That'll bring yeah. tears to my eyes. You don't like Christmas music? I don't I can't, I hate it. Oh. And I, I don't want that to sound oh. bad. Oh it's depressing God. to me. It really is. I, I, wow. Yeah, I don't know why. But what other, what other music? Uh, is oh, this I is, got one called Smooth, when I just need to calm down. I got my Smooth like playlist. Yeah. Then I have, I got my hey. other playlist called Kick It, when I'm working out or I'm driving, yeah. you know? I do have one yeah. called Driving Songs, too, when I'm really pumped up and driving good. Another one is Entrance Songs. Entrance? Oh, everybody, everybody should, have an, entrance should song. have an entrance song. Okay? Yeah. Think of, for you listeners out there, if you don't know what I'm talking about, think about when a wrestler comes into a ring or a boxer comes in their ring. They all have an entrance song. Well, football teams. Yeah. Football teams. The Patriots had an entrance song. I think the New England Patriots had one of the greatest entrance songs ever. Crazy Train. It's I not. loved Crazy Train when they would come out to it. It's it's good, but it's not the best. The best of all time is the Chicago uh, Chicago um, Bulls. That I play that every night before I get into bed. When I walk into the bedroom, I put that on. That is the greatest entrance song of all time. What song is it? It's the Chicago Bulls uh, theme song. I didn't song. know they had a theme song. It, it, I'm telling you, you put it on, you're going to go, well, I'm going to go. Is that from policy. Jock Jams? That's Did Jock Jams have that, the ESPN? I don't know anything about right. Jock Jams. Well, my entrance song is Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. The first 30 seconds of that song is just the greatest guitar riff ever. That's uh, good stuff. Another one I have is Soul, Soul Music, when I just want to. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah like that. if we're gonna yeah. do a take a trip yeah, down memory lane. Do so, you know, I love uh, I love the Motown sound. You know, it, yeah, you, you, when, mean, uh, you and me both. I think we had a song like that for one of our entrance songs one time, um, when we did uh, "On the Floor After Dark." That's some good, some good soul yeah. music there. Yeah. Then yeah. I have uh, yeah. I have I, country I, and southern. Okay, and I'm thinking of actually yeah. breaking those apart because I got a lot of good southern rock, and I think country sometimes gets you a little. But yeah, I definitely have uh, music is a huge outlet for me. Huge. Yeah, yeah, no, no question, no, no question. You just have to know which kind of music because music can bring you down too. So, uh, you know, you want to make sure you have the the right music on. Oh my on. gosh, that John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, half of his songs will make you want to, you know. Just the name John Michael Montgomery make, make me depressed. There's a bluegrass song, and I as much as I love bluegrass, there's a bluegrass song out. I can't think of the name of it, but it, the song is so sad that I was trying to tell some girl at a bar about the song, and I almost couldn't get Are to Are you the, talking about the song Echo Mountain? Yes. Is that the saddest song you've ever heard in your life? That's what made Pauline fall in love with you the day that you told her the story about Echo Mountain. I know when she listens right. to Echo Quickly. Mountain that she's my wife missing. won't let me listen. My my wife has to turn the channel because it's so sad. It this song is so sad that I could hardly explain to somebody what the song was about without tearing up. 
in a bar. And that, by definition, it makes you a loser. Real, real quick, a couple got married, young couple, they, they build a cabin up in the woods. They, now they're expecting the babies to come, the babies never come. They've, they've realized in life, well, they probably just can't have any kids. They've kind of got over it. Uh, so they get this, this dog, wonderful, great big dog. And this is their, this is their baby now because they can't have kids. Well, unexpectedly, she has a kid, right? They're overjoyed with happiness. So they go, one day they're gone and they come back and the door is wide open and um, they look in the, in the, in the crib and the, baby, the baby's gone and there's blood all over the, uh, the, the mouth. The dog has got blood all over his mouth. So the guy says, well, you know, whenever you use bad judgment, I shouldn't have done this. He left the dog. They trusted the dog, but I guess they shouldn't have. So the guy had to bring the dog outside and shoot the, <laughs> shoot the dog. <laughs> Only to find out that there was two dead wolves outside and the baby was inside. The dog protected the, the baby. The Keep talking. This is. This is great That's background I mean, music for this story. That is the all-time saddest song I've ever heard in my life. So if you're in a bad mood... Don't listen to Echo Mountain. No. Another one is call a friend and have a conversation about something fun. Maybe a, a, a fishing trip that you got coming up or something. Just to, just to get out of your head and distract yourself. Call a good buddy of yours or uh, a friend and, and just, just simply have a conversation. And that's not about work or not about what's bugging you. Uh, somebody that, again, is more uplifting. Maybe uh, if you have a family member or something that you can have a conversation with. And, and um, sometimes that alone and, and, and uh, kind of switching gears in your head and to focus on something else. There's nothing like a good night's sleep sometimes even to just to, to, to face the problem another day and just kind of it looks different in the morning sometimes. But if you got a good friend, call a good friend, another floor guy, maybe he's going through the same thing or has been through, the, probably we've all been through the same things. Um, so not a bad, bad idea to just call a buddy and open up to him and say, hey man, I'm going through this. And, and uh, even that alone uh, is to, to share the problem with someone else. And you'd be surprised, man. Like we've, that's what we say, they always say, if, you, if you're having a problem and make sure you reach out to somebody, it's really true. I mean, um, you know, Heck, this job can be just, just flat out wear you out sometimes and having to be able to open up to somebody and just say, hey, man, here's what I'm going through. You'd be surprised how much people are willing to, uh, to, to, to help out and everything because we've all been You know, there. Uh, that is, that probably, I think that's the best one for having a bad day. Out of all the different things here, I think that's the best one. And I'll give you a, an example Everybody knows my love affair with Bill Price, okay? One of the, but one of the best things about working for him was if I had a bad day, he knew I was having a bad day without me saying I had a bad day. He could hear it in my voice. And whether he would call me or I would call him, there was absolutely nobody better in the world for getting me out of that bad day. I don't know. I, I could be having one of the worst days and then call Billy. And by the end of that call, I'm just in stitches laughing. And I've completely forgot about, you know, what was so terrible and everything. There was nobody that could get me out of a bad day and make me feel like, all right, man, let's, 
let's kick this thing and move on to the bet, you know, to the next step or, or whatever. But he was just amazing at that. Um, you know, another person and Billy had a way where you just, I just get laughing at, you know, whatever was bad, he could make a joke out of it. You know, Pauline now is another one that I will call. And, but Pauline is completely different. You know, Pauline's president of the Rob Johnson fan club, you know, where, you know, however bad a day you're having, Pauline will say something like you're Rob effing Johnson. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I've always had uh, a, a few people that I can call just when you're kind of down and out, you know, uh, it's not that I call people and tell them I'm having a terrible day. Talk me out of it. You know what I mean? People yeah. could feel it. And I think if you find the right person, if you have the right person, you don't even have to tell them that you're having a, a terrible day. They're going to pick right up on it. And, but, uh, you know, those two people could, man, they were just fantastic when it, when it came to that. As opposed to the type of friend that you go, you know what, I put the floor in and my, you know, my brothers installed before I got there and it was, you know what, they, they thought I checked it. They thought we checked it. Anyhow, it's 13% and hope it doesn't cup. And your buddy goes, gosh, I mean, likelihood you probably get sued down the road. <laughs> I mean, what's that going to set you back 30 grand and then the schedule, huh? your schedule is going to be all screwed up, man. You probably won't be able to hire anybody, even if they will let you back in yeah. the house to fix it. We've all know that guy too, which is my next one is to stay away from uh, downer people. I tell them, you know, that Winnie the Pooh stuff, you got to stay away from the Eeyores of the world. The what? Eeyore was like this depressing donkey, you know, just, just terrible. It was, what was there? Was a Saturday Night Live skit too, that they did like in it. Debbie Downer. Oh, uh, was it? Debbie Downer, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So stay away from yeah. the Debbie Downers. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Because somebody, I used to have a, a secretary that was like that. You know, she liked to relish calling you with bad You news. had a, whoa, whoa. You know that job? You had a secretary. Yes. Where? In California. You're kidding me. <laughs> why would that be, why would that be uh, shocking to you? Of course, I had a secretary. I can't. I can't make all them them arrangements wow. by myself. Yeah, but she used to relish telling me bad news. You know that job you think's going to start, Wayne? Well, they just called and canceled. And no matter what, <laughs> and then she'd sit back and look at me like she was proud of herself. So stay away from the Debbie Downers, everybody. Uh, another thing that I tell yeah. everybody is. All this bad stuff you're carrying around, it's a bag of bricks. You got to learn yeah. to set things down, walk away from it. That's what I love about crossing things off the list. When I cross something off the list, it's like taking a brick out of the bag. And you know, another one I think would help guys too, and I'm just spitballing here, is uh, don't hold a grudge. Yeah. Really? Let me take that off my, 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 don't my list. Don't hold a grudge. That was on my to-do list five Stop times. Stop holding grudges? No, it's a holy <laughs> grudge. Who I had to hold grudges against. I, that was half yeah. my list. I don't know yeah, you my blow free up time. at somebody, blow up at somebody, and then bring them out to lunch yeah. 10 minutes later. You know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody screws up on the job and you, yeah, absolutely tear into them. 
but don't don't let it linger you know don't let it go for days yeah. and, oh you remember on monday when you did the you know what i mean just just let it go but blow up you gotta i think you gotta blow up and get that stuff off your chest but sometimes you see these uh social media fights these internet fights and you think to yourself why why would you spend this much energy i mean why get involved in this where you're calling him names he's calling you names and making fun of you and whatever just just let all that that to me that's something that you don't need in your life and uh shutting that and by the way too shutting down social media once in a while uh is not a bad one to put on the list too um i think sometimes you look at the there's a lot of negative stuff on there there's i mean that's why we all love to see you know the happy stories of of puppies or whatever, you know, someone holding a donkey, singing a lullaby to it or whatever the other day. Uh, sometimes this negativity that's out there, and there's a lot of it, there's a lot of negativity out there. It's just shut that away for a while. Get away from that. Get a, Put that out of your mind and, and just don't even go there because, um, you know, it's just depressing sometimes to see the way that people treat each other. So I think shutting down social media, now that you mentioned that one, Rob, uh, I think it also can help elevate your yeah, mood. Absolutely. All right, Rob. I think there's another one too. Is that, and I, I, um, I think this was a, this is important. I mean, I think if you take time, especially when you're bogged down and you and you're feeling bad about life and you're feeling depressed or whatever, you you're on a run of uh, of, of of troublesome jobs. Stop sitting out for a minute and, and pat yourself on the back, man. Give yourself a break and look look at how much you've overcome in your life to get to where you are, to be able to feed yourself and your family, to have a job. And, and um, with, with some, things could always be worse. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in this world that's a whole lot worse than sometimes that we're in. So to take a minute and appreciate that, that where you are in life and, um, and your family and the small things in life that you have. And some of us don't have a, a lot of things in, the, in, the, in their life. And, but be grateful for the things that you do have. And I think it's time to, um, uh, it, 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 you know, once in a while, just, just appreciate what you have. And, um, I, you see floor guy, floor guys are the hardest working people in the trades, man. I mean, there's so much mental and physical stuff that goes into doing floors that, uh, it was only natural that as much as you're beat up all the time. I mean, we're like gunslingers, floor guys are like gunslingers. You know, we've got 50 bosses a year. Sometimes some guys have 150 bosses a year. It's a new homeowner, new set of expect set of expectations, new set of demands, a completely different job site, completely different settings. And you got to make every, everything to come together on every single job perfect in somebody else's eyes, right? That's a lot to ask of anybody. Not to mention now you have to do the scheduling, you've got to do the billing, you got to do all these other things. It's a lot to ask of any human being. So sometimes sit down, pat yourself on the back for what you've accomplished in life and give yourself a pass. And I don't care who you are in this business. I don't care what we all know the big names in this business and all the, all the superstars and studs. I, I promise you that every single one of them has problems too. So um, I, I think that it, it's good sometimes to, to, to think about that. And also what I would do a lot of times is reward myself. Like, all right, this, I'm going through this, this, this miserable, miserable. Here job, it comes everybody. Here it comes. What and, do you and, reward yourself listen, with? Well, in the 80s, it was parachute pants. I got a whole closet full of parachute pants, you know, because I've rewarded myself the things that I've accomplished. And now it's fishing poles. And, uh, but I, I, in all seriousness, I, I, guys work so hard in this trade. It is, um, it's tough no matter what you do in this trade. 
there's no part of this trade that isn't tough. If you guys, are, if someone's running the business and never touches a sander, deals with all those headaches, that's hard. It's hard to deal with all that stuff. So I think just give yourself a pass once in a while and uh, step away from it, zoom out, call a friend, get away from it, get your head out of it, go for a walk. I think those things are important. There's three more points, all right? One is if you have a dog, they're the greatest gift on earth. I mean, there's nothing that you, when you come home and you spend time with your dog and um, it just automatically makes you feel so much better about life. They have no expectations of you whatsoever other than to be there and be kind. And if you don't have a dog, go to the pound, go to the shelter, pick yourself up a dog until your mood gets better, then drop them back off. And that, that temporarily time spending with him would do wonders for you. What about cat people? No, nothing there? My cats are continuously disappointed in me. I really feel like if you asked my cats and they could, they could express themselves and say, what do you think about Wayne? I think they would be disappointed. They always have a disappointed look around me. It's like, you can't do enough for them. You pet them, it's never like, you can always feel like, well, you didn't pet me you know, in the right spot. You know what I mean? And, and the cats, cats don't love yeah. me like a dog does. I like cats, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you, you don't see the cats walking around the hospital. Like you have the, like you have no. dogs, the right. therapy dogs, you know, yeah. come in, make you right. feel good. Right. Yeah. As much as I'd like to no. tease you about that, that's, that's like a proven fact. I mean, they're all. The other one, and, and, you know, for anybody that has kids or grandkids, I don't, but uh, uh, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know the words to that song, but. That's from that frozen? frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not one of my greatest singing. I apologize. You know, I just don't know the words, but we, we all know the, you were a little the whole let it go thing. And everybody knows that. One. Yeah. Um, and I think the final one is this. Uh, we all have a work calendar. We have the jobs on the calendar. And, um, but I think sometimes if we let that work calendar take over our life calendar and we don't take time to schedule stuff for yourself, um, some downtime for yourself. If you don't put it on the calendar, it's probably not going to happen. It'll get pushed down the road. It'll get pushed down the road again and work will take precedent every time. Uh, but I think that life calendar is important that you got to schedule time for yourself. Uh, if you don't, if you're like me, if I didn't put it on the calendar, I wouldn't do it. And as that time comes up, there's going to be a hundred reasons why you shouldn't go. There's going to be all kinds of reasons why it's just not worth taking that time with your family. But I think you have to, you have to make yourself do it because those are the times that, that are really what this life is all about. So there's a song there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's no, not Echo God, Mountain. No, it's not Echo Mountain. I'm trying to think of how that song goes. Oh, I know uh, what you're thinking of. That's in the cradle no. of the silver spoon. Oh, oh. Huh? don't go there. Yeah. Oh my God! Bum has taught his son that song. Oh, yeah. And you should. And he walks yeah, well, around like under, mumbling the song, you know. And some of the lines that will come out of his mouth. Anybody that's under forty-five years old doesn't know what we're talking about. That, but that was uh, that was a good song. You know, I, I I said put on the calendar to take some time for yourself, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be a vacation. Vacations can be expensive. You ever, you ever go on a vacation with your wife to like, sounds like this, you go to a nice hotel, we, we go there and the first, first few days you're in a fantastic mood because you're on vacation. And then, you know, you got a valet tip the guy for the car 
And then you go in there, you got a valet, the guy that brings the baggage up to your room. And then the elevator guy, some hotels, you got you to gotta grease him too. And by the fourth day of the, of the uh, vacation, you're hiding from every, you're parking your car three blocks away because you don't have to valet him. You're using a service entrance, so you don't have to pay that, pay that guy. You're, you're eating out of vending machines because, you know, you, at least that guy doesn't have his hand out for a tip. Even the bathroom, sometimes, I mean, what, what kind of job is that anyhow, where the dude's in the bathroom and he, and he gives you cologne and he gives, hands you a napkin every all time you go to the bathroom. Is, all work Which, is by the way, is, it no, is work. Listen, I want you to try that, something. Sounds like you got an issue with tipping. Okay. I don't think that you're cheap. <laughs> I don't think you're looking at it correctly, though, okay? I want you to do what I do. I over tip. I, oh, I so over that's my tip, problem. Okay. I feel good. I don't care. Yeah. I I want to make myself feel better. And that's what makes me feel better. If I'm over tipping, making somebody's day. Are you kidding me? You're busting the guy's okay. chops who works in the bathroom. He has to spend his entire day with, yeah, with his back to the urinal and handing people. A, you, and, you. and then he's got a guy like you busting his chops. You say that when you're 10 years older and you got to go to the bathroom every 20 minutes. He's like a slot machine, that guy. Just get yourself a pocket I mean, full at first of ones, it's like, hey, okay? Over at first tip, it's nice you'll to see, feel it's nice much to see better. The guy. Much better. Yeah. I'm going to pee in the plants and outside. Here's another thing. I taught this to my drinks. kids. If you're wondering, should I tip this guy? Then tip him. If that, if okay. that goes through your head because I, I, you hear people are, Ah, this guy in the car wash. Should I tip? Of course, you. If you just said, should I tip him? Then yeah, tip the guy. I know I get a better car wash than everybody else because I'm always tipping the guy. I agree with you, but here's my problem. I'm generous to a fault. Okay, I over tip to a fault. My wife always goes, "Wait, wait, wait, wait how? What'd you give him that much for?" Women are cheap, by the way. Did you notice that? I mean, as nice as they are, men tip much better. There's no question in my mind about that. But I overtipped so much. That's why I kind of. That's why I liked Uber when he first came out. I loved him because he didn't ask you for a tip, and I just want to know it's forty-one dollars, and that's all I have to worry about. Now they change it to forty-one dollars. Now you have an opportunity to tip them ten percent or five or seven percent or whatever. I I, I just want to give you a number. I don't. I, I, I. Everybody's got their hand out. I started out this this thing trying to be nice and trying to say, here's what happens when you're you know you're you know calm yourself down and look what you did with me with tips. What about homeless? Do you give homeless tips? Uh, listen, uh, honestly, I have a man. Okay, I I got a rule. All right. When I see a homeless dude who's got a perfectly six pack stomach, and he's standing there and he he looks like he's got maybe a stray dog with him, I'm thinking, I would like to be that guy. Oh, you know what I mean? Look at the problems I got, the stress and whatever it is. This dude's got like a, I mean, how do you get a stomach like that? It's a perfect six pack stomach. I look at my fat stomach and all my stress. Sometimes I like to hand him the keys to my car and, and take the sign from him. But my rule is when I'm, when, especially in the morning, if you're every breakfast in the morning and it's a, a waitress or a waiter and they're, they're senior citizens, I tip them way more than I tip anybody. Uh, because, you know, if you're there at six o'clock, they were up at 430. And at, at that age, I'm just looking out, I'm looking out for myself when I get that age. But at that age, when you're you're serving breakfast and you're on your feet and everything and every, you know, to me, tip them people. You know, an old timer. Tip them well. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Because I got to finish before I forget. Tip them well. And the other thing too is always 
tip live entertainment. If you go to a bar and a band is playing, it's really a pet peeve. I actually can, I know a lot about people because of this. If I go out with people and they don't tip the band, that tells me a lot about them. I, I over tip the band because eh, what would we do without live entertainment? You know, you have to support live entertainment. I want go to ahead. go back to what you were saying. That's a great point. And an old timer taught me that a long time ago. And he like doubles his breakfast tips. Yeah. He said they're doing just as much work as the lady serving you dinner, but they're making a lot less yeah. money because you're not buying steak, you're buying eggs. So he said, I always really over tip on the yeah. breakfast waitresses or lunch waitress because they're not getting the money that, uh, and I was like, wow, that's a great idea. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And, and on the flip side of that, I'm always amazed by people who get so mad at, at people that work at McDonald's. They're making $7.50 an hour and it's fast food. They're going to screw up once in a while. Sometimes it's just Why not Why don't we day. tip McDonald's? You know what I mean? We Why? shouldn't. No. You, you tip, tip Dunkin' Donuts. But, you got, you, but you, I, I got a problem with that too. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I remember my dad one time firing the cheeseburger at the kid behind the counter because of a catch-up issue. It's a long story. But you, you, there's no point in getting mad at the guy who's making minimum wage behind the counter or at the drive-thru. You know I mean? And you're going to McDonald's. I mean, you know, it's not going to be a perfect hamburger all the time. You know what I mean? Or Burger King or some other fast food place. So relax on that. I think we should start tipping these people. You go to a sub Why? shop, you tip them. You oh. shouldn't. Okay. Wow. <sighs> this could be a whole, this is going to be a whole new episode. Why don't you tip me? I just gave you great advice on this show, Rob. Why don't you tip me? Why don't we tip everybody? I'm gonna go back to rule number. What was rule number one here? You're having, you know, it's turned out. This is turning in. I'm you're having zoom. a bad day. <laughs> you need to stop and go for a walk. So, and I just want to say to our listeners, uh, Rob and I are 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 so grateful for the listeners that we have, and actually, thank you for the emails and the text messages, and and also that you're reaching out sometimes, and I mean it means a lot to us. So, we're grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you for your business. Uh, at Bonin using our products. We, that we're, as a team, we're grateful for that. So thank you so much for that. And I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, spending a little time with us. And this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>